0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast by The Still Water. Our hope is that these discussions will encourage your search for the God of heaven. Again, thank you for listening. Which way is up? That seems like a simple question, but we can be mistaken, and when that happens, it can be deadly. The nation was shocked when, in 1999, it was announced that John Kennedy Jr., The son of the late President John F. Kennedy had died in a small plane crash off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. Also killed in the crash were his wife Carolyn and sister-in-law Lauren Bassett. In a family that had seen more than its share of tragedy, this seemed especially cruel. Because of the high profile of those involved, questions arose about foul play. But as the investigation continued, a very familiar pattern arose. John Kennedy was a fairly new pilot, with less than 400 hours of total flight time and less than a 100 hours of night flying. The weather conditions were not stormy, but a haze layer caused the young pilot to lose sight of the horizon. Unfamiliar with these conditions, Kennedy began relying on his ears, his sense of balance, if you would, for the directions of up and down. Because of the darkness and the motion of the plane, his ears lied to him. This condition is known as spatial disorientation, and inexperienced pilots are the ones most prone to it. In the case of Kennedy, his ears were telling him one thing, while the plane's instruments were telling him something else. In his confusion, he lost control of the plane, and it crashed into the sea. In basic flight training, Beginning pilots are told about spatial orientation and how deadly it can be. Most new pilots snicker and say, oh, that could never happen to me. That is why the Federal Aviation Administration has a simple device. A few minutes in this device does three things. First, you are convinced your ears can deceive you. Second, it will help you trust your instruments. And third, it will most likely make you very motion sick. We can be deceived about which way is up and which way is down. We can also be deceived about what is right and what is wrong. We have talked in previous podcasts that some of the psalms were intended as teaching tools. These were songs that could be sung and remembered. They talked about important principles or history. The power of teaching this way can be seen in the advertising jingles that we remember decades after the commercials stopped running. Psalm 73 is just such a teaching psalm. It teaches an important lesson by telling a personal story. The author of this song was someone named Asaph. We don't know much about Asaph except he lived in the time of King David and his son Solomon. The psalm begins with this statement: God is so good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure, but I almost slipped and lost my balance. I almost fell into sin many of the best lessons in life begin with the teacher saying years ago i almost made a terrible mistake the psalm begins with an acknowledgement of the goodness of god but then says i almost lost everything now the author has my undivided attention because he has experienced this and knows what he is talking about he says i saw that the wicked people were successful and I became jealous of those proud people. When someone is hungry, it is hard not to imagine them being emotional about seeing people with so much food to eat they are obese. How could they get food and I don't have enough? How can that group of people over there not be suffering from hunger and all the problems and pains that go with being poor? Well, on the surface, the answer is they are immoral. And have no regard for God. They are rich and well-fed because they are willing to practice evil. They have healthy bodies and even seem to have a death that is less troublesome. Asaph describes what he sees and how it makes him feel. If we look at the world we live in, this all sounds very familiar. Who drives the fancy cars when ours are broken down or falling apart? The criminals. Who lives in a fancy house? when we are struggling to pay the rent, those that are corrupt. Who has their picture on TV or on magazine covers? Who is not afraid of the police? Who has the fancy boats or jet airplanes? Who brags that they are too rich or too powerful to be afraid of anything or anyone? They don't have problems or worries. They have more than enough to eat. They spend their time dreaming up new ways to be immoral. They brag about what they have done and laugh when someone questions if it was the right way to act. But all of this would have been very familiar to Asaph. Why? There is a basic principle found throughout the Bible. In simple terms, that principle is that people are people. We may move faster today, but the reasons we move are the same. We may have bigger houses today, but the reasons for having a house or a house that is fancier than your neighbors is still the same criminals still brag, the corrupt still steal. Those that are trying to do what is right still struggle with the question, why do evil people have such an easy life? But this psalm, and the lesson Asaph wants us to learn, is not really about economics, the cult of fame, or power politics. This psalm is addressing what goes on inside our mind and our heart. Look how the dialogue continues. They think they are gods. They think they are the rulers of the earth. Even God's people turn to them and do what they say. Those evil people say, God does not know what we are doing. Those proud people are wicked, but they are rich and getting richer. Clearly, then, I have gained nothing by keeping my thoughts pure. What good is it to keep myself from sin? God, I suffer all day long, and you punish me every morning. Asaph says, I drank it all in and threw up my hands and said, Does God know about this? Look at them. They don't have any problems, and I do. I try to do what is right, but I feel like I'm being punished for it. I did it for nothing. Asaph says, he lost his spiritual balance. Again from Psalm 73. I thought about such people and became upset. God, I was upset and angry with you. I acted like a senseless animal. But I am always with you. You hold my hand. We look and stare at the wicked of this world, how they live, how they talk, and it's not hard to begin to think that to live a moral or godly life is a waste. This is the danger, and this is the poison. It is a poison of the mind and of the spirit. This is where the story of the plane crash applies. Like, losing sight of the horizon, fixing our eyes on the prosperity of the evil, can cause us to lose our spiritual balance. But how do we deal with this? John Kennedy Jr. was flying a single-engine plane called a Piper Saratoga, In this plane, right in the middle of his instrument panel, was a device called an artificial horizon. It could have been the source of life-saving information. It told him if the wings were level, if he was climbing or if the plane was in a dive, or turning left or right. It would have contradicted what his own ears were telling him, but its information would have been correct. He could have saved his life by discarding bad information for good information. So why didn't he? The answer is, he did not know how. He was not instrument rated. That is, the level where a pilot learns to use and, most importantly, trust his instruments over his ears. We look at the world through eyes untrained to discern what is genuine and what is an illusion. We see the immoral and criminal and think, what we see is happiness and the right way to go but that is just bad information. If that is bad information, how do we get good information, the kind that can save our life? I tried hard to understand all this, but it was too hard for me. But then, God, I went to your temple, and I understood what will happen to the wicked. Asaph tells us he turned back and remembered to put God back in the forefront of his vision. Like the instrument that gives accurate and life-saving data, God says, what they are doing will be their downfall. Watch as the wicked crash and burn. But the subject of this psalm is not that God brings justice to the wicked. There will always be the immoral that look like they are getting away with it. But that is an external issue. This psalm is about an internal issue. My attitude and my mindset, my anger and envy or hurt can overwhelm my heart and my soul. It can break my ability to rest in the hope and the love of God, poisoning that relationship. If that process is not stopped, it can break that bond forever. But let's return one more time to John Kennedy's plane. There was another instrument on the control panel that played a critical role in the disaster. It is called the airspeed indicator. There is a red mark on the airspeed indicator showing the pilot that if they were to go faster than that red line, the plane will begin to rip apart. Kennedy lost control of his plane, and it began to spiral down, going faster and faster, until the wings themselves were torn away. of describes his spiral down, but he stopped the process before it was too late. I acted like a senseless animal, but I am always with you. You hold my hand. You lead me and give me good advice. And later, you will lead me to glory. In heaven, God, I have only you. And if I am with you, what on earth could I want? Maybe my mind and body will become weak, but God is my source of strength. He is mine forever. People who leave you will be lost. You will destroy all who are not faithful to you. But as for me, all I need is to be close to God. I have made the Lord God my place of safety, and God, I will tell about all that you have done. A principle that is found in many places in the Bible is that we are not static. Our life values, morals, goals, priorities can and do change. Even more terrifying is that immorality is progressive. It changes us over time, pushing us further and further away from God. One example of that is in the first Psalm, Psalm 1, a passage we've talked about before that reads, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scoffer. Notice the progression. Walk, stands, sits. He connects that with the advice of the wicked, the way and habits of the sinner, and finally, those that would mock at the very idea of God. It is progressive. In contrast, Psalm 73 says with great relief, I was headed that way, but turned around in time. There is life, hope, and understanding in knowing and obeying God. He says that there is nothing he wants more than God. Jesus told the people to seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. The last line of Asaph's psalm begins with, But as for me, he is making a personal choice of what to seek, what to value, and what to pursue. He says, It is wonderful to be near God. Every pilot needs to learn from John Kennedy Jr.'s mistake. Every person needs to learn the lesson of Asaph. If we will listen, God will tell us which way is up. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater twenty twenty four. At gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Buy the Stillwater Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.